Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, January 16th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am excited to go over today's NBA main slate with you. I think there's some great potential, some good value, and uh, certainly uh, some good pay-up uh, options as well. <clears throat> Hope everyone's having a great weekend. Um, I'm wearing my all black today, the hat and the shirt, because my NBA lineup last night went in the tank. That doesn't happen very often at all, but hey, I want to own it when it does happen. Uh, I was expecting a big shootout from Giannis and Luca, and uh, I didn't expect Giannis to go one for 10 from the foul line. I mean, come on, man. And a couple air balls from three. So I'm a little bitter with Giannis right now. I'm not sure how uh, you vote uh, an NBA MVP to a guy that can't make a free throw or three, but that's just me being a little bitter. So anyway, yesterday's behind us. We've got a new day today. <clears throat> it's extremely busy here at uh, Coach Talk today. We're, we're really fired up. We've got PGA that we're <clears throat> firing up there. I'm sorry about my throat. It's just, it's, it's a little bit of a time frame to heal completely from uh, this COVID thing. And I'm doing great. It's just still has some effects. So I apologize for the, the drink breaks and for the scratchy throat. <clears throat> All right, we're good as go. Good as gold here. Um, yes, the, as I was saying, it's, it's a fantastic day here. We've got PGA, which... Uh, we put in our full lineups on Thursday for the uh, Sony Open in Hawaii, and we're up there. It's a top 0.5% uh, lineup right now. It's it's in the top couple, even in the large tournaments. So we're trying to finish strong this weekend. It'll be a great golf sweat there. And then every Friday, we also put out uh, our lineups for the weekend golf. Usually I'm, I'm a lot of times uh, bailing out, which I can usually do pretty well. But this time it's just adding a little uh, icing on the cake, hopefully. But uh, we put those lineups out last night. Um, their lock time isn't until this afternoon. So we have uh, some time there. So if you want to jump in, this is a perfect time to, to get with us at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com. And uh, you can sign up right there for a week, month, annually. We have a, a great special going right now, 149, uh, with betus.com.pa, who's one of our sponsors. If you sign up for the first time with BetUS, and that 149 you put into BetUS to uh, make wagers on sports, you get a free Coach Talk membership that lasts from now until uh, April 1st. Can't beat it. If you don't want to go that route and you just want to join and you want to, uh, that same membership, we will honor the 149 from now until April 1st. So we'd love to have you. Today's a perfect day, um, getting us out in the morning. So it's out at, at lunchtime. So you have all day to prepare for all three sports, but uh, or to join and jump in Discord and get our lineup. So PGA uh, locks this afternoon. And then, of course, this is NFL uh, football playoff weekend, so everybody's really stoked up for that. If you haven't had a chance to catch the two podcasts that our NFL pros, Andrew Hansen and Shane Caldwell, put out, 
definitely this is the time to get in there and listen to those. Uh, we don't have the NFL game starting till mid-afternoon, so you have plenty of time. And I listen to both of them, and those guys are sharp. They have some great value plays you don't want to miss out on in there. And then, of course, the NBA. Uh, there are a couple of earlier games. I'm not going to mess with those with all the other sports going on. Uh, we've been much better focusing on just the main slate, so that's what we're going to do here. There's four games on the main slate uh, for all uh three uh, sites, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. However, I'm a little concerned, and that's why you know I'm putting this out early. Follow the news on Twitter. Check us out in Discord if you join. But I'm, I'm concerned it goes from four games to three. And so we're going to prepare like all four are playing. But Miami's had a few more guys go down, and I'm not sure they can get that minimum eight number. So we need to watch that because that's certainly going to affect the slate and switch some things around. But as of right now, we're going. I'm going to go over this as a four-game slate that starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, uh, let's just do this to begin with. Let's talk about uh, the injuries I just updated and um, just status of guys in, guys out, and injured in these late games. It's easier to go over it, I think, uh, all on the front side, and then we'll start talking about each game uh, individually. All right, Derrick Rose is back. He's confirmed in. Um, Myers Leonard is out. Kendrick Nunn, questionable. Maurice Harkless, questionable. Gabe Vincent, questionable. Uh, Avery Bradley is out. Alex uh, Len is out. Goran Dragic, questionable. Tyler Hero, questionable. Uh, and Bam Adebayo questionable. So again, we don't know who all is in, who all out, is out, and that's going to be just the whole uh, protocol, COVID protocol we have to keep track on. Um, ben Simmons is probable. We know for sure that Jimmy Butler's out, and Mike Scott and Joel Embiid, that's big news, is, is out. Um, uh, Rajon Rondo confirmed in. He's back uh, to back up Trey Young in Atlanta. Um, <clears throat> we also know that Yusuf Nurkic broke his wrist. He's going to be out a couple of months. So it's looks like Ennis Canner uh, time uh, for the Trailblazers. A um, couple other ones. Gordon Hayward right now, questionable. He missed the last game. Not sure. I think he's leaning more towards doubtful than questionable based on the, the news I read this morning. But another guy we have to keep a, a, a look at. Um, Okongwu, the rookie from Atlanta, is back. I'm not sure he'll get many minutes at all. Capella is confirmed in. His foot is okay. <clears throat> and he's ready to go. And then Goga Batazi is listed as out uh, for the Pacers. So that's the early news. It is going to shift and change. I mean, let's face it. Uh, we wouldn't expect anything else from this last year or so. It's just, you know, everybody is day-to-day, uh, -day, as you would say, because, uh, you know, the virus and everything else going on. So stay tuned. That's my, my biggest takeaway from this original information is follow us on Twitter. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can reach Andrew at Language Olympic, and Shane is at S. Uh, no, I'm sorry, at DET Sports Shane. So you want to connect with us throughout the day. 
we'll be breaking news, putting information in there about uh, NBA and NFL specific. And if anything happens PGA wise, we'll throw that in there as well. All right, folks, let's hit this. We've got game one, which is the Charlotte Hornets at the Toronto Raptors uh, via Tampa, Florida, because that's where they're playing their home games. And for people that don't think it, it matters to sleep in your own bed and have all your family around, uh, Toronto's, I believe, three and eight, uh, and they're a terrific team. So this has not been an easy uh, road for them. So very difficult, but they are continuing uh, to compete. They've lost some really close games, and I think that they're uh, going to get better uh, as the season goes and they adapt to being in Tampa. All right, let's look at the, the totals here, the betus.com.pa lines. We have Toronto minus 7.5, and, and uh, that is the biggest of the four lines. The over-under is 219.5. Not that high, but it is the second highest. Today's an interesting day, and I'm going to point it out right now so we, we don't forget this. And we have to see if any games get canceled. But we have three games, 219.5, 214.5, 218. Not very high. Then we have the late night hammer game. It's the 10 p.m. Eastern game that stands alone. And me, along with probably 75% of other people, are going to be stacking this late game because it's 234 and a half. So when you're when you're talking about a 15 point spread from the second highest line uh, to the first, the amount of DFS points that that translates to is staggering. So it's hard not to focus on that last game, but there's no like dead obvious plays across the board in that last game. So even though the game will be chalky. I think if you follow us and, and check out our lineups, we'll still have be enough contrarian that our lineups are going to make some noise. Okay, Charlotte Hornets at the Toronto Raptors again, 7.5, 219.5. Defensive team efficiency, Charlotte is ninth, Toronto is 20th, which again, I mention every time, but Nick Nurse has never had a team that he's head coached here uh, that has been out of the top half of the team's defense. So they're, they're needing to tighten that part of their games up for sure. Pace, Charlotte's 21st, Toronto's 9th. So decent pace there. I think that gives you a couple of uh, firm options. A couple of guys I like out of this game that I wanted to discuss. Uh, Kyle Lowry's been playing great. He had missed a game or two for personal reasons last week, and he seems fresher. Uh, he's playing terrific. He plays huge minutes. Uh, Nurse is probably second to Thibodeau with letting guys get uh, some serious minutes. So uh, I really like Lowry in this spot against Charlotte's backcourt. I think uh, the only backcourt defender that I respect on Charlotte is Rogier, and I'm expecting him to guard uh, Van Vliet. So, you know, if, if it's either... Uh, um, who are the, the two point guards for Toronto? I always forget his name. I know LaMelo Ball is one. And who's the other? Who's my other guy that it's just slipping my mind? I always forget him. It is Mr. Uh, everybody's probably shouting at their phones or wherever they're listening to it and saying, hey, dummy, he was the best player on the team last year. Yes, of course he was. It's Devontae Grant. 
So Graham and Buzz a little shaky. So I'm I'm loading up on some serious Kyle Lowry uh, for, uh, in this game. Also, uh, guys, you can uh, certainly consider they have raised the living daylights out of the price on Chris Boucher. He's been phenomenal. He deserves to have his price raised, but to the to the extent of where it is right now is is almost comical. I mean, it's way up there with the big boys. So, as much as I like Boucher, and you know this this spot is pretty decent for him, uh, and he's playing fantastic and getting the majority of the center minutes. I just I'm not willing to pay eight eighty one hundred and some of those giant numbers for him just yet. Um, Pascal Siakam, I'm I'm not going to go there this game because uh, I want to pay up elsewhere, but he's always an option. I mean, his uh, I, ISO plays, I mean, he, he and, and uh, right now and the Claw uh, are the two that have the most ISO plays in the NBA, uh, and he certainly, they certainly go to him a ton. So he's always uh, a, a discussion here. Uh, again, I'm not going to focus on Van Vliet because of the Rozier defense for this particular game, but he's not a bad play. He really isn't. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I don't really like the other secondary uh, players for Toronto. Um, on the Charlotte side, it's a little more interesting. You know, I, I think if you if you watch the pod, uh, I generally uh, complain when we have two guys splitting a position or we have three guards that are rotating with the majority of play. Uh, I just don't like, you know, falling into paying for a guy that may only get 20 minutes, uh, especially on smaller slates like this. You can't afford to make a mistake like that. And I'm just not comfortable with the Devontae, Graham, Terry, Rozier, LaMelo Ball uh, rotation. And Cody Martin gets a lot of minutes now, too. He's been starting sometimes at the three, and with Hayward out, he has been. And, you know, so it creates just sort of uh, a, a bunch of guys in that backcourt. LaBello's been very consistent, probably more so than anybody else. Rogier's had a great start. So, I mean, it's tough. I'm, I'm not going to go there because I, I have some other spots that I like. Plus, I want to see what the situation is with Gordon Hayward. I had mentioned him early on. He's listed as questionable game time decision. If he plays, that certainly also lowers the usage of those three guards. So let's keep an eye on that. Um, you know, with since Zeller went down, the Hornets have been playing more small ball using a lot of P.J. Washington at power forward and center. We've seen his usage and DFS points go up. And then Biombo's been starting at center, but he's a little undersized. So neither one of those guys get me very excited to uh, put them in my lineup. All right, game two. It's an eight o'clock game. This is the one that I'm concerned about. It is Detroit and Miami. And uh, I hope this game goes because it's gonna be an important game on this slate. Um, it the betus.com.pa line is Miami minus two, and it is the lowest total at 214 and a half because there's so many guys out. Uh, they're they're considering this is going to probably not be uh, a shootout. Plus, if you look at uh, the pace of the game, Detroit is 23rd, so not good. Miami is eighth, but they're eighth when they have their full 
squad. I, you know, they've gone down a little, and I think they will continue to with the, guy, the likes of Dragic and Bam and Butler being out. So I think that they're actually a little slower than that eighth. The only good reason to, to roster some guys here uh, is that is neither team is playing that well defensively. Detroit is 23rd and Miami is 21st, which that's the lowest the Spolster's team has been in a long time, but he's been ravaged by that team uh, by COVID, just guys missing left, right, and backwards. So that that really doesn't count that, that well either. Um, let's look at the Detroit side first. Derrick Rose is back for this game, so that eliminates anybody that was messing with the DeLon Wright side of things. Jo Josh Jackson hasn't played in a while, so they've used a bunch of different guards. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant has been kicking butt and taking names. He really has, but his price is ridiculous. Uh, I don't want to pay up that high for him, uh, but, I'm, you know, I get it if you want to. The guy that I'm looking at today, and, you know, it's it's you look at it and you say, well, but... It's Blake Griffin. I mean, when he plays, he's been very effective. His DFS points per minute, the minutes played. Listen to his minutes the last three games, 32, 32, and 40. You, you, you tell me I'm going to get that range with Blake, I'll take it all day. And his his DraftKings, and fan, uh, this would be on FanDuel, 28.4, 24.7, 38.9. No, he's not killing it. He's not the old Blake. But at a really uh, fair price of 6100 on FanDuel, which is pretty damn low, uh, and uh, on he's, he's also fairly priced on DraftKings, I think you got to consider him. If he's going to get 30-some minutes in this game, and Miami's shorthanded, he could easily go 7-8x. Uh, he's, he's healthier than he's been, so I'm willing to, to roll the dice on him a little bit. Today, I think he's got the potential uh, of definitely paying value, and I like him in my cash games for that reason. Um, I'm not going down to Mason Plumlee, um, but he has been solid. He's been rebounding the ball like a maniac, and, you know, they paid big money for him. He's getting more minutes at center, uh, you know, but you never know exactly what you're going to get. He can get in foul trouble. He's not always the most efficient for sure. Can't shoot a foul shot. So not going to go there, but uh, I understand those that do. Now, Miami, you know, we're back in that scenario where, let's face it, when we have these COVID teams and they're only suiting up eight guys and the rotation is like seven guys, you got guys that are going to play minutes way above where they've played them ever in the past and more is going to be expected of them. It's more confusing today and because, again, we don't know if this game is going to go. But on top of everything else, Tyler Hero is dinged up a little bit, and he's not sure he can go, and that creates an issue. And, you know, he's been the man for them with everybody down. He's been the usage guy. He's been smashing 8, 9x a few times here uh, in this role. So, you know, we've got to see what his status is. The safe two guys or three guys that I think are at the head of my list, and I like a combination of two of these three guys. It's Duncan Robinson, uh, Precious Achua, and I called him Princess the other day, so I apologize for that. Uh, Pre Precious Achua and Kelly O. Those three guys have been taking a lot 
bulk of the action in minutes and, you know, DFS points. And it is against Detroit, again, who's, uh, you know, uh, 23rd defensive efficiency. So I'm, I'm going to consider all three of them because their prices are nice. They haven't adjusted them, over-adjusted them with uh, all of this COVID stuff going on. So I think those three guys should be in play. You know, the big question again here, does this game go? Who else is going to get minutes? Now, we know Iguodala, Chris Silva played real well the last game. You know, there's a few other options there. Uh, also, Gabe Vincent, he's questionable for this game uh, with a, a little bit of a, a, an injury as well. So if he does play, he's certainly an option uh, also. So this is going to be the news-related game of the day. It's going to affect things a lot. You know, I can come out of this game with as many as four players. Uh, if it doesn't play, it, you know, you got to reshuffle the deck. If a few of these guys get rolled in and out differently for Miami, uh, again, you know, you're going to have to shift and choose uh, which guys you want to utilize. So uh, this may be the key game with the key news. So catch us on Twitter and in Discord because uh, that's going to be the biggest difference in the slate. All right, uh, real quickly want to mention uh, as we go to game three of the four, I do want to mention that if you're watching this right now on YouTube, this is our biggest ask of every podcast. Please take a second, hit the thumbs up. That's important to us. Subscribe to us, which is very important, and hit the alert button so you know you get an alert every time one of our podcast posts. We're doing seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts. Uh, we have two NFL podcasts that come out and a PGA podcast each week. So you don't want to miss those. We try to get the NBA ones out right after lunchtime uh, every day. And uh, the NFL ones will post and PGA in the evening. So want to keep an eye out for those. We do have a contest as well. Our two uh, workhorses at Coach Talk uh, being Joe Stanton and Tyler Pitzer. They put a contest out each week on Twitter. We have another one coming out this week that uh, if you like and retweet the tweet that they put on Twitter, and Andrew couldn't say that, by the way, with all the T's, but I got you, Andrew. Um, if, if when they tweet, if you tweet and retweet that and subscribe to us on YouTube, that combination of three things, then you get in this week's contest draw, which it's every week, to win a, a free week membership. And we've been doing that now for the last month. And we've got some fantastic uh, new members uh, out of the whole thing. And we, we love it. So we want to get some more people in here. So do those three and you'll be ready to go uh, for that contest. All right. The third game. Very interesting. Joel Embiid is out. We know that for a fact. So that changes and shuffles the deck. It's an 8 p.m. game. BetUS.com.pa, Philly minus two at Memphis. The over-under is 218. Now, you've got a couple of situations here that are going to be interesting. Um, defensive efficiency, Philly sixth, Memphis fifth. So, you know, you've got to respect that. That's a concern. That's why I'm not focusing on this game. But the pace is good. Philly's all the way up to fourth. Memphis, middle of the pack, 17th. However, if, you know, Jod plays or doesn't play, 
uh, that's always big no news as well because obviously the pace is going to be much more uh, up there if he's playing. Uh, first of all, in this game, <clears throat> on the Memphis side, I'm not going to play Jaw even if he does play. I just don't think they'll throw him in and play him 30-some minutes uh, just the first game back. That's just my gut feeling. They're pretty careful and cautious with their guys. So I don't want to pay that big money for a guy that uh, could have limited minutes. Again, we need to watch the news on that. And we don't even know if he's back. If he's not back, I'm not <clears throat> really into the Tyus Jones, DeAnthony Melton split minutes. So I don't want to go there. Dylan Brooks, hard to trust, as well as Kyle Anderson. Need to get a little sip of coffee here. <clears throat> At some point, this is going to be cleared up, that's for sure. Um, the place I want to look in this game are the two centers. Or, well, power forward and center. Uh, Brandon Clark's been terrific, consistent. He's sort of taken the biggest usage uh, jump with John Morant out, Triple J still not back, and uh, he's he's been consistent. So Clark is in my player pool, uh, as is Joe Val. Joe Val's been much better. Uh, for some reason, Gorgie Jang had been taking a bunch of minutes from him, and now Jeng's not even getting on the floor. Uh, Joe Val's backup, uh, and he's just getting limited minutes, has been Xavier Tillman. So I like the two bigs, Clark and Joe Val, from this game. I think you can definitely consider both just because of the fact that Joel Embiid is out and he's just a phenomenal defender. And Philly's defense is not even close to when he's out because he's a top, I think he's fourth third or fourth in the league in defensive, overall defensive ranking based on multiple categories. Um, by the way, in that, Luka's sixth. I thought that was amazing that Luka Doncic went from a below average defender up to sixth. And uh, it's the usual suspects, Anthony Davis, uh, the, the Stifle Tower, uh, Joel Embiid, you know, the main guys that are the stoppers uh, in the paint. So that's, that's what I think on the Memphis side. On the Philly side, I have a guy I really like here. I like him a lot, and it's Tobias Harris. He's playing good. He's playing consistent. He's playing good minutes. Uh, ben Simmons is questionable in this game. We know Joel's out. I mean, it's all you can eat Tobias Harris for me. I think he's their key number one option. Uh, I don't think Memphis has a really good defensive matchup for him. So he is one of my definite uh, guys that I really like today. Um, if Simmons sits, you got to look at the two young fellas, Tyrese Maxey and Shake Milton. They've both been killing it. Shake went berserk the last game. Um, I'm never a proponent of playing a guy right after he had his best game of the season. Uh, it's, it's, you know, chasing points can be dangerous. Uh, but if Simmons doesn't play, I think it's you got to take a look at it because he really is in a groove. And Memphis isn't exactly uh, the greatest defense uh, guard-wise. Now, they're ranked pretty good, but a lot of that is because of the interior. So, anyway, I, I think you could talk about those two a little bit, see what the Simmons scenario is. Uh, Danny Green, of course, is Satan to me. If that's, you know, no, I'm just teasing. He's a good guy. But I badmouthed him a couple games ago, and then two games in a row, he went uh, three-point 
ballistic. So I sort of hate him right now, but that's okay. He's a good guy. Um, Tobias Harris, number one play in this game. Um, you know, if you want to go super value, uh, you can go Dwight Howard. You know, I trust Dwight Howard about as far as I could throw him because you never know when he's going to pick up some files or get teed up or God only knows. So, yes, he's a good value play. Yes, you have a chance for him to go 8x. There's no question. But there's risk involved with it. I'm mostly a cash player. So I don't feel like with the Cantor value and some other guys that I really have to go to Dwight. So that is it for game four. All right, this is the game we've been waiting for. It is the late night sweat game. It is the highest total by 15. It is a game where two teams are, are playing at a good pace, 13th and 10th, so they're above normal there. Defensively not playing well. Atlanta's 11th, which is okay, but it's shrinking. And Portland is 25th, and they've lost Nurkic now. So. Uh, the betus.com.pa line for this one is Portland minus four and a half, so it should stay close, and the big fat 234 and a half over under. So, you know, you got to, this, this is a big game. You, you need parts, you need pieces of this game, uh, in my opinion, uh, if, if you want to take anything down. Um, I like a bunch of people here. Uh, right now, I, I want to put both Dame and CJ in there. Uh, that, you know, playing a duo of, of stars uh, has been working for me. And those are the two pay-up guys for me. They just happen to be on the same team, but I think they both smash here. They both also show an increase in usage with Nurkic off the floor. So, you know, it's just, to me, this game is high scoring. It's up and down. I want both of those guys. You know they're going to get all the fourth quarter close minutes, and it, you know I think you need them both. And it, it, uh, it's not stars and scrubs because we don't have uh, some of the other big big money guys in here, so you can make it work. I also like Ennis Canner. I mean, let's face it, he can't defend, so it also makes me consider as my secondary center is Chris Capella uh, because Canner's a poor defender. I think Canner gets the majority of the, the center minutes. I think he could play, you know, 30 minutes, 28 to 30 minimum. And he is a terrific DFS points per minute guy. And so I'm going Portland, Portland, Portland. Three guys stack, Lud, McCullum, and Cantor as everywhere that I can get them. Um, on the Atlanta side, however, <clears throat> it's a little bit more confusing for me. Uh, I would love to play Trey Young in this spot. I think he'll get good ownership. It is a smash spot. He is due to explode, but he's just playing like garbage. Let's face it. The dude is playing bad. He's not shooting well. He seems out of sync. Plus, you have Rondo returning for his backup, which could take a few more minutes away from him. So rather than go, you know, with a correlation of like Dame and Trey or CJ and Trey, I just, I feel there's less risk on the cash side to just go with Dame and CJ and keep Trey on the bench until we really see him start to heat it up. So I'm not great crazy about him. The, the value guy I really like here, and he's only 4,500 on Fandle, is Cam Reddish. Yes, there's some risk there, but he's, he's averaging 23, 24 DFS points per game. 
And he's the kind of guy that can hit six, seven threes in a game at any given moment. This game will have pace. There are some nice guys, ancillary guys, that you can play from this game, uh, you know, strictly based on, on that, uh, you know, the, the fact that he's going to get minutes and he could very well produce here. So I really like him. You know, the other guy that's so cheap that we keep playing him and he just he barely, barely scratches to make 5X or doesn't quite make it. And it just, it's mind-bending, but Robert Covington still remains dirt cheap. We know that he can get 50 DFS points, 40, 40 DFS points at least on any given night and go 8 to 10X. Um, and I just, I keep sliding him in there because, again, it's just, he seems like a value play with a good floor because you know he's going to get a lot of minutes because he defends so well and he's a key guy in their rotation. So, Again, the ball's got to bounce his way sometime. He's got to get a few of those 50-50 balls and a couple of those extra rebounds, maybe a tap in. I just I think he's a good solid uh, option here uh, in this game as well. Um, other guys on the Atlanta side, you know, because I, I like the Portland side a little better. Um, you know, John Collins certainly deserves you know some some mention here. Uh, his stats have been solid, but he's very expensive. DeAndre Hunter's the other guy. I really am high on DeAndre Hunter. Now, he's a young guy. He's really just coming into his own. He's had a little inconsistency, but I'll tell you, you look at his last five games or so, and he's tearing it up. He's now really one of their go-to guys. So, you know, for me, uh, I'm fading Trey today. Reddish is definitely in play. I think DeAndre Hunter's a good option. And I like Clint Capella going against Canner. I think he's a great option. Secondarily, you know, you can look at maybe Collins a little bit, but uh, I just don't want to spend up there. And I'm not going with any of the cheaper guys like Rondo Herter or Goodwin that'll just get spare minutes. So that is it, my friends. That is the four-game slate, which we hope doesn't turn into a three-game slate. Um, and... Uh, you know, we're going to roll with it from there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast today. Uh, like I said, uh, join us at any time. Love to have you at DFSCoachTalk.com uh, or on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. Uh, just look us up, sign up. We'll get you in Discord and, uh, you know, you'll have time if you want to play the NFL, the PGA, and then, of course, NBA tonight. So, uh, for our whole team at uh, DFS Coach Talk, let me see if I can remember them off the top of my head without messing, missing anybody. Uh, Brett Trimble, who's awesome. Uh, Dawson Sarvati, who I'm a little partial to. Our man Joe Stanton, Tyler Pitzer, Shane Caldwell, Andrew Hansen, and me, the coach. We thank you for listening, and uh, we look uh, to get back at it tomorrow. I'll be here with the Solo NBA podcast. And then we've got already posted the NFL podcast with tomorrow's games. And then hopefully just crush it all weekend. So appreciate you listening. Uh, remember to, to thumbs up, subscribe, and hit that alert button on YouTube. All right, let's kill it today, guys and gals. Uh, it is a good Coach Talk uh, weekend, and it's we're calling it the winning weekend. And that's what we're planning on doing. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.